Hello, welcome back to Who Let the Dogs Out, a podcast where I chat life with cool people doing awesome things. In this episode, you'll hear from Jennifer Zhang, she, her, who we first met through Troy High School. We haven't chatted in years, really, so we spend some time catching up a little, and she shares stories of getting robbed, trapped indoors, and being chased by dogs, PCOS diagnoses, liking her job, and life beyond. Hope you enjoy. Bro, I'm embarrassed. This meeting is being recorded. Okay. Share this. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> There's a question from the fan, Shreya. Also, oh, I don't do this. Hello, Shreya. I love you. <laughs> Amazing. I don't do this for every guest, so you should be honored. But I collected some questions from the fans just now. Oh, wait, this is live? Okay, I really didn't hear about the boxes. Okay, I could cut it out, but see, that's what editing is about. So you can show your face now. Don't you worry, gal. I'm not ready. I literally haven't seen you in five years. I don't even know. When was the last time I you know, Don't before? mention it. I'm getting old. <laughs> okay, but I'm right there with you. Yeah. So you listened to Hannah's episode also, by the way? Yes, only you, Moon, has become the most successful Choi High alum. I thought I would be married to a dying billionaire by now, but it seems like Rupert Murdoch won't answer any of my hints. So I think you, Moon, the marrying (laughs) criteria contest. (laughs) This is staying in there. I'm trying so hard to get you on this podcast but he doesn't seem too encouraged so do you have a message for Yoon to come be on the podcast yes start getting Botox you're not getting any younger and you have to keep your rich wife slash fiance yeah that, that's all I have to say <laughs> all right so question from Shreya she has this memory of your snapchat stories Brian Colt Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian. Feelings there? What? Yeah, what was all that about? See, my memory isn't as good, so paint us a picture of that. I remember the first time I saw Brian, he was wearing black and white striped shirt. And then also he put me in last year, even though the person before me, Howard Lee, had a broken arm, okay? That hurt a little bit. It's not fair because I had to hear from my parents, like, why is it that you're last year, even though the two people, I think it was two people in front of you are out of commission. How are you still last year? Yeah. Have you thought about these? Like, when was the last time you thought about these memories? Depends on the drugs that I'm not just kidding. I actually haven't thought about it for a very long time because I have been in a toxic relationship with a member of k-pop but he doesn't know it but actually i just been super busy <laughs> word what how has life been since troy high school senior year 2017 so you went to college and you graduated and now you're in boston fill in the details there yes i'm in very apathetic new england it's so apathetic that even the jehovah witness missionary that came to my door wouldn't call me back so that's a level of apathy but yeah so after going to college let's see I actually got robbed like 
I witnessed a robbery, which was very fun. But right now I'm working for a venture capital firm and also a family office. And I'm currently getting burned out of the, I don't know if I should say this, but the addiction industry, I think I'm getting burned out of it. And I regret getting into it because one of the people that the family office, I guess one of the ventures they had was like addiction. So I thought it would be cool to like volunteer there, but I was mistaken. Damn. Wait, so take a step back to college. What was that like after Troy High? What was the path and journey like for you? We literally never even caught up about that ever, though. Yeah, a lot of people at Brown were like the lifestyle, even though Brown's supposed to be like the most carefree Ivy League, it was pretty actually hard to keep up with their lifestyle, monetarily speaking. And I realized that if I wanted to do all the activities that my friends were doing, or even half of it, I had to get a job. But then I realized I actually worked two shifts, two entire shifts, by the way, mom and dad, not just one for like a hotel. And I got a gun pulled on me the first night. Yeah. But apparently it was a BB gun, but I was drunk, so I, I assumed it was a gun. But after that, I, I supported myself through college by getting a lot of accounting jobs, which I actually realized it was technically bookkeeping, but jobs that were actually pretty fun. And that's actually how I got into um, more of a... I, I always thought I would do something more in marketing, but now I'm more in the boring finance sector but obviously not Goldman Sachs or whatever like all my other friends from Brown are at so yeah damn girl I had no freaking clue that's insane thanks I think (laughs) how did you do school online throughout pandemic or what was that experience like yeah I was supposed to I was very mad because I there was a waitlist for the study abroad program that I was supposed to do I was supposed to go to Georgia like the country Georgia I was so mad that I couldn't go and yeah I I did school online and I actually got an apartment with a bunch of my friends and that's when we got robbed dang so when you said you witnessed the robbery you were part of it let me see, is it still recording? I was not part of it, Shannon. I would never be part of a robbery ever. I am a very good citizen and good standing with the world and the Lord and everything else. It was weird because a lot of people were coming in and out of the house. And I guess it, it wasn't just a house. It was like a townhouse thing in the apartment complex. So there was a guy there and I didn't know he was not supposed to be there. And yeah, so that happened and I witnessed it. And then when I called my friends about it, they were just like, are you judging people based on their socioeconomic status? And I was like, okay, your TV has gone. So I think we were robbed. (laughs) Holy smokes, girl. And have you been able to go to Georgia since graduating? No, because it's an international trip, and yeah, I was so mad. I'm still very unhappy. I was thinking about I'm going to 
learned a whole new language with a whole new alphabet and it was going to be super fun and the people of Georgia are going to make me cry because I'm so ugly compared to them and it was going to be this whole deal. (laughs) What's stopping you from going out? The fact that I get calls at 3 a.m. from my boss for whatever reason even though it's not I love you boss but and not like that but yeah that's what's stopping me from going dang what's stopping you from getting a new job I actually like my job to be honest it gives me a lot of opportunity to learn about obviously different industries because especially for the family office that I'm working for there's a lot of just diversification of their investments so could be something very small so even though they have this main industry that they made their money from owning like for example a bar that nobody knew they owned and it's like fun to get involved and learn about it interesting work so do you see yourself staying there for a while yeah probably my parents want me to go to business school but like yeah <laughs> That costs money too. Speaking about your parents, how did you go back to Troy? How do you see Troy as a home now and in the future? I I haven't gotten back since 2019 or 2020. Dang. Actually, I think it was 2019 because I remember Shaman Joe Mappa Bappa or whatever. (laughs) I love you, Joe Mappa Bappa. I just don't know your last name. We went to this really cool, I guess, bar and grill in Birmingham. It was I think it was actually the last time I was physically in Troy. Wow, that's wild. You don't get the urge to go back home? No, because first of all, I've gained a lot of weight. Actually, no, I've lost the weight, but I also, I just don't really know. I just think everybody's like in New York for some reason. And (laughs) I don't know if it's true or not. I know some people are in Chicago or something. Yeah. After graduating from UFM, or I think, is Allison in Chicago? Hi, Allison, if you're here. Yeah, I think part of the beauty of this podcast, too, is realizing that a lot of my friends are actually in a lot of different places. And Troy, we're all back this past winter break, and it was insane. Every day I was seeing like 20 different people or so at just gatherings, and a lot of our families are still there. So it's pretty strong crowd of people coming home, especially now post-grad in a way because we don't have those college friends and community necessarily anymore so roll through one winter break would love to catch up and see you as I'm sure the entire squad would oh yeah totally and so would Brian Colt I've actually been following his activity on Facebook even I think he unfriended me that's wild. I want to get McNair on this at some point. I'm pretty sure he's retired now, but actually, I think he plays violin because if you listen to Tyler's episode, he talks about how like Mr. McNair was first violin for one of Tyler's solos or something wild. What big questions are you trying to answer for yourself right now? What do you think the future is? What would dream future be? Rupert Murdoch answer. My DM, just kidding. I actually don't really know. I want to do something. I know Ricky's in the startup field, and I really loved San Francisco when I interned there. I know San Francisco is very expensive, but I want to have experience where I'm actually like working there, but in a way where I can afford the city. 
So I think I can do that now as opposed to an internship, which was like criminally underpaid. But yeah. Oh, word. So you're thinking about relocating. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Who are the friends in the city you're in now? Boston? I feel like nobody. Because, oh, like overall or from Troy High? Your overall friends, not necessarily from Troy High. Like, how do you meet them? What are they like? Do a lot of them think about staying in Boston? Does that impact you? Yeah, they go through... I feel I'm not on the outs because everybody in my friend groups goes through the same cycle of dating people and then breaking up with them. And apparently now they're always the low maintenance guys, but I feel they're going to get dumped by them because they're just not compatible. So I'm looking forward to the ex on and off toxic boyfriend face again i'm sorry friends if you're listening i don't think they'll randomly find this podcast for me so it's gonna be up to you to send them the link okay and this is a private conversation then all right let it be that way so when you think about sf is that like within the next year three years five years what are you thinking there in terms of timeline i feel like i'm having like a quarter life crisis so definitely before i turn 25 <laughs> What's a day in the life of the crisis? Waking up, realizing that a lot of the Netflix series and like the stars there are younger than me now, which is like really weird. And it's really weird to relate to that because I feel before I was always relating to people because it's like, this is what I want to imagine my life to be when I'm older but I'm older than them so it's weird but do you believe that there's more to the rest of our lives than what we've already lived through yeah maybe it it, yeah I think it's just weird because also a lot of the people who are adults or you would call them like Mr. or Mrs. are peers so just relating to them in that way I think it's actually the only thing getting me through this quarter life crisis you're in the general pool of adults now and that gives you comfort yeah a little bit fair enough so what else do you like doing for fun nowadays i like finding new places to party (laughs) i actually just go to whatever new place me and my friends always go to new place that whatever new club opens in boston and boston i don't know if it has this still really weird policy about capacity so it's sometimes a pain in the ass but also finding drinks that don't taste like drinks which is my big thing fair enough there's actually someone who I interviewed for on the podcast who I've never actually met in person because we work remotely together at a startup but his name is Tanal and he recently moved to Boston as well if you want to give his episode a listen oh okay what's his name Panal Harmalkar. I'm trying to play Friendship Cupid with everyone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Friendship. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Friendship only. Yeah, no, he's there with his boyfriend, so that's the goal. (laughs) Oh, okay. If you ever need somebody, if I ever need somebody to tell my parents that I'm a cat, I will pay you $5. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Jennifer Tacanal, that's the PSA. What else do you think is part of this quarter-life crisis 
sentiment. When did it first start? How salient is it in your everyday life? I think it started during COVID, honestly, because I was on TikTok, like not dancing, but just on TikTok in general. And I just felt that was the first time. And I still think that I am involved and I know what trends are trending or like what's cap or not but I just feel sometimes I almost feel out of practice with the new trends that's coming up and I don't know if it's because I'm in a boring kind of office job or whatever. Do you feel trapped in some of the labors of everyday life? I don't even know how to ask that question. No because I think one thing that helps is that with a lot of people, at least in our generation, even on the circle jerk that's LinkedIn, I think it's more common to realize that like you're not handcuffed to any career for life or even for five years or three years. <laughs> Obviously, you don't want, want to job hop too much. But yeah, I think definitely just being able to explore a lot of different career paths. I don't think career is the reason I feel this quarter-life crisis at all because I just feel my sister and I had this conversation where she was like oh I should have done what you've done because you can apply business knowledge to everything and I'm just like okay but at the same time you have a medical license and you can make a business out of it in any way you want so it's a trade-off. Why do you feel you can't job up more? Oh I just thought that just don't do it. Go on. If you don't like a job, I sincerely think you should find a different one. But I was just thinking, like, if you do it too much, it might be a red flag to who's hiring you. But beyond that, I don't see a problem with it at all. Word. You brought up your sister. I feel I didn't hear much about her throughout high school. And I don't know. How is your relationship with her now? Where is she? She's in Florida right now. Um, yeah, we have a pretty big age gap. So yeah, it's like 12, 13 years. So that's probably why you didn't hear that much about her. Yeah, she's a surgeon. She actually teaches now too. Yeah, that's cool. And she actually wants to stay in the South area because she hates winters. So I think life is working out well for her. Wow. That's cool. Do you look up to her in some ways that you don't with other people? Sorry, but no. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. Even if she's the smartest person in the world, I feel I'm just that much smarter than her. Like, she is the surgeon. I feel I could be the hospital administrator who walks in and says, if you need any help, just let me know. But keep coffees out of my sight, too. Oh my god, we haven't talked in so long. Yeah, and one thing also is that I discovered I have PCOS, which is something where I knew in high school, because I think you're, tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm pretty sure you're more about medical stuff than I do, but you're born with it, but it doesn't manifest until you're older, so that's been a problem too, because just in terms of Sometimes I get food cravings and I've had them in my entire life and just getting <laughs> my hormones in check so that I can actually focus. Because one thing that was happening in college was that I was having trouble actually focusing or I just didn't focus 
at the level that I thought I would be able to. Dang, Jennifer, I am rooting for you. That is so difficult and applauds to trying to seek out the care that works for you. And also, I don't know more healthcare things, especially if it's something you're going through. So definitely it's your lived experience and that's different for everyone, even if maybe it's the same diagnoses. So what have you found is helpful now? What does self-care look like? To be honest, it's a lot of just, I have to exercise, which is the worst thing ever because I hate exercising more than anything, but it's because I always had the perception that people who go to CrossFit or whatever and just do that one thing for an hour I just physically thought I couldn't do that because my mind's always going this way or that way. And I didn't think I could ever do any repetitive for a period of time. So I think, unfortunately, that's part of it because it makes my mind clearer. And yeah. Dang. Have you found any enjoyment in physical activity now? Are there types of movement that fulfills you? Yes, we boxing. It's the best. Nice. How did you find that? I saw a TikTok about people like every Wii tennis match. And I was like, I remember I did Wii boxing back in the day. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have housemates, roommates? Do you play with them? No, I wanted to have a single place because I thought I was going to be working at home more than um. I actually was, which is good because I don't want to stay home all day either. But yeah, it's Boston rent is so expensive. My company gives me enough like of because they have different locations and they understand like the cost of living hike. But just being especially because I volunteer at addiction centers now and just seeing how like their financial situation, how much work they would have to put in to afford this apartment. Just feel I'm doing the wrong thing, honestly. I feel I'm being selfish because I had to live in a building with security and management on site and all of that. Damn, but no, there's needs that are met as individuals and don't feel... I feel like I'm living with this too, like the guilt of different privileges that we grew up with and trying to validate or feel okay that we do have problems and et cetera. But sometimes we just have our needs that it's all right to have. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of thinking of it. But I always think of because I help them review because they do free treatment for people who financially qualify. So just reviewing their pay stubs and just thinking about, I would have to pick up this many shifts if I were living in their shoes to afford this. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. Sure. What spurred the initial inspiration to volunteer? Just the first, I have to admit, it was just our company gave out incentives where because they want to be socially responsible If you volunteer there, it's capped at four hours or something, but they pay you like salaried employees, but they would pay you the hourly equivalent to like for every hour you quote unquote volunteer, which I guess that means it's not volunteering. (laughs) But yeah, so they give you, I feel like it was like 12 hours a month 
where you could, it's four hour increments, but it was like a 12 hour cap. I did it all. And I think also just, I got really interested in hospital administration because sometimes like the soft stuff of my job makes me crazy because it could be either this or that and you're writing a novel or something to pitch to someone. And I think being able to just do the numbers straight up is something that was interesting to me. And I just hate how the hospital system is now because I think a lot of doctors are angry at nurse practitioners because they're getting more responsibility, but overall care is going down because they're trying to oversaturate the field and pay everybody less. So, yeah. Wow, yo, that's fascinating. And so now you just go above and beyond the 12 hours? Yeah, but I think I'm about done with that, to be honest. I had a situation where a patient sat me down, was very smiley, and actually calmly lectured me about how I should have known the lies that she was telling me. I should have recognized they were lies, but at the same time telling me that I should believe her lies too. So you could just only do so much of that before you become the stereotype of the disengaged addiction center worker, which I felt like I was becoming almost. Damn, dog. Wow. You have lived experiences. Dude, I want to know what you've been up to, though. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll do my episode at some point. The focus is you. Oh, yeah, I'll get around to it maybe next week. But TLDR, I took a gap semester during COVID, was working remotely at various startups. Island hopping with friends, spent almost two years outside of the state on like these island bubbles. Then I graduated from Penn last year with all three degrees. Then I started working, continued on different startups, was working remotely for a California local government, went to Africa, went to Taiwan. And then I started this program back in October, two-year rotational program where I'm moving every six months. And because it's part of a global holding company, we have companies all over the place. Currently just moved to Sao Paulo to be here for six months. Along the way, got foot surgery, got COVID twice. So I've been battling some health things as well. And really just on a quest to explore the world to figure out what I want to do. So that's it. Whoa, how do you deal with housing though? Do they help you with that? Or Yeah, so this is only my second rotation. The first rotation, I found my own housing. Crazy situation with a crazy fucking cuspe. That was a bad situation. But now in Sao Paulo, it is a bougie place, paying the most I've ever paid for rent, but very affordable with US salary living in Sao Paulo. I have a friend, a former dorm mate that is in Sao Paulo also for work. And really, you have to buy kidnap insurance. Is that true? Oh, shit. I don't have kidnap insurance. But also, are they here right now? Wait, why is that happening? Sorry. No, because I'm sending you messages. (laughs) Oh, okay. See, I feel old. Because I would love to hang and meet them. I think they're in Buenos Aires, but because they're South American, so their family's in Argentina. But yeah, they're like, I think they're working for like, I forgot which investment management firm, but yeah, they're totally balling. (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Yeah. So I am living here on my own now for six months, trying to learn the language, integrate, do some good stuff at work. And 
meet people, fix my foot, start walking again. So it's been a ride for sure. Oh my gosh, are you in physical therapy? Oh, but like I basically am on my own. I just don't have someone doing it with me. So that's fun. But yeah, that's basically where this podcast started because I was spending so much time on my butt and getting sad with it and figured, let me just call up with your friends, record a podcast. I like talking evidently and listening. So that's that. By the way, I'm going to send you a new Zoom link. Will you hop on? Sure. <laughs> Yay. This meeting is being recorded. Okay. Did you watch the video? Wait watch it right now wait the first one more doors what the fuck not sure what that is look how many doors for one person one two oh fuck that's three four oh my god speaking of doors i had a situation where for whatever reason i have bad luck with having doorknobs fall down when i'm inside the door like inside the closet. You can't get out, right? Yeah, so now I, I actually ordered an axe from Amazon. And oh my I, God. I, I'm still learning how to be classy in the way that I transport that weapon from one room to another or into a house without being impolite about it. But I think <laughs> I have actual trauma about it because the pr- place I was locked in of was a place where basically nobody knew I was there. So yeah. it was a scary situation. I had my phone with me. So that's the only thing that saved me. I called the cops and the cop, the 911 operator said to me, how are we supposed to get in? You would have to let us in. I'm like, you're the police. You're telling me you don't know how to get into a house that people don't want you in? Are you serious? Oh my gosh. So what was the resolution? The resolution was that eventually they got a hold of a security guard and then they didn't show up. The security guard let me out (laughs) and my phone was about to die too so i was very worried geez always that is absolutely absurd where was it was in a apartment in providence so i was at brown it was in the loft too so the layout was very isolated even if you're on the same floor that's their selling point for why they justify the house like the cost but it was scary, man. Wild, man. And the cops were like, what are we supposed to do about it? If you're locked in, then we can't get in. We can't open the main door to the building either. So what do you want us to do about it? This this isn't our problem. Ay, ay, ay. You've had some life stories, eh? Yeah, I have. I love how doors jog that memory for you. Yes, it's been suppressed, but now it's here, and apparently you're supposed to realize, accept that it happened, but I'm like, how is having an axe not accepting that it happened? I've adjusted to the situation. Uh, So now you're preventing it for next time, but now you have to carry an axe with you everywhere you go. Yeah, I feel like there's a better solution to this. How about no doors (laughs) at all? (laughs) Doors are actually really stupid designs, if you think about it. Like, the pull, push, it's always confusing. 
it takes up a lot of space if it swings open. It hurts when you run into it. My thumbnail had to be ripped off because it got stuck in between the door. It's actually a really silly design. Yes, we should just have no doors. No, we should just carry our doors so that they work for us when they're needed. But then when they're not, they get put in a coat room for doors. <laughs> Startup idea? Should we quit our jobs and do this? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you want to do a quick lightning round? Sure. What is one thing you wish everyone knew? Nobody needs to know everything, especially not about me. Okay. <laughs> what are three things that you can't live without besides the necessities? My door axe, my phone for calling the police. Just kidding. And uh, number three, Oprah Winfrey. I love you, Oprah. Except you're very confusing in your marketing strategy these days, so I don't know. I feel phone is a necessity in modern day's world. You can replace it with something else. Yeah, totally. So you can replace it with another thing if you want. Oh, okay. Pepper spray for dogs. No, just kidding. I got chased by the worst dog ever. Oh, another story about me getting trapped in something. Okay, so there was a dog that for whatever reason okay I know why this dog belongs to this nurse who treated me for something but apparently she didn't like the fact that I um I I just didn't like like her quote-unquote bedside manner so when I called in the next time I was just like oh can I just see somebody else I didn't say anything about her but her dog I think she trained that dog to like specifically want to drink my blood or something because that dog hates me. So I was walking and this dog was perfectly fine, but then it saw me and then I started walking and it started walking, it started walking towards me and then I ran and the dog chased me and then I had to open a door on the second floor of my building and I closed the door because I didn't want the dog to get to me. And then I was out in this fence out area and I was next to the train tracks. And I know for sure it was like a very, it was like a fright train track. So a lot of debris and other stuff regularly gets out of the train and gets you in very toxic stuff too. So I was freaking out and it's also a hangout for like really shady people. So I called the building manager and they're just like, it's after hours though. And how do you expect us to like get in if you can't open the door? I think they said that to me too. Oh my gosh. You have had some traumatic experiences. Yes, usually it was trapped spaces. Like, I just can't find my way out of places. I don't know why. It's never a life skill that I had. <laughs> but now you're learning. Now you're just living it. <laughs> yes, with an axe. I think that's, like, the catch-all into these problems. You find the tools that you need. <laughs> yeah. All right, last one. Any content recommendations? This guy on TikTok that pretends to be a white dad. I think that's the best one. Can you link me? Yeah, it's, yeah. I think his name is like Joe 
something. I know there's a fake account or like a second account that's pretending to be him, so I don't want to link you to that one. But it's like the same content. Yeah, you want to share with the world? Pay your taxes. Not that today, right? Yep, I finished my taxes early and honestly too. And next topic. That's it, mate. Nothing more to add. What else? Anything else to add? No, I don't think so. I'm just Yay. going through a quarter life crisis, dude. <laughs> Thanks for spending time chatting with me today. That you'll see, I feel a lot of us are in our quarter life crisis mode. Yeah, totally. The podcast is half that. But really? all good questions to be asking ourselves. Yeah. So always yeah. Well, keep cracking on. Yeah, totally. I, at least my life doesn't seem, doesn't feel boring. I feel that's my worst fear, though. Yeah. Maybe, at least we're avoiding that. Very good work. Maybe when I'm 30. <laughs> that's a five-year problem. Yeah, totally. Rupert Murdoch, please recognize, reply to my DM so I don't have to work anymore. Help me. <laughs> Retire by 30. Yeah, totally. That's the goal. <laughs> All right. I think my social battery is drained now. I've been recording a couple today and went out with my boss today. So I am about oh, to went get- out or went out. No, like he took me out for lunch. It was very nice. Team here is great. I still don't know how to drink around like bosses or workers. I don't know what the appropriate amount is or which one to order. Yeah. I always feel I order like the super cheap ones because for whatever reason, I guess I have cheap taste. I just feel like it tastes okay or at least the more expensive ones, the price doesn't justify what you're getting for it. Yeah, I, so it's a UK-based company, and the drinking culture is massive, and I feel I usually just follow the person who's paying the bill, so if they get a wine, I can get a beer, if they get a cocktail, I can get a cocktail, and they order another one, and I order another one, you know what I mean, so I just follow lead. Yeah, totally, and then I think I ruffled some feathers because we went to this gambling place in Boston because it was Encore which is for gambling or like the casino and I pocketed the money that they gave us for gambling but I feel if I wasn't gambling I was supposed to give the money back but I just pocketed it I thought I was the best bet a hundred percent return yeah what wait what is this gambling money we went out for this co-worker's birthday but it was became more of a work thing than a fun friend thing the co-worker I guess it was like someone above us gave us all money to gamble because he was like who wants to gamble everybody's yeah that's fun so I took the money but I didn't gamble I just thought whatever he gave me was like I earned this much tonight you got the returns anywho Yeah. Oh, and one more thing. I feel I'm turning into a stingy person that I always thought I was not going to be, which is really weird. Like, I don't furnish places, for example. When my sister visits, she sends a mattress to my house like two weeks before. 
And then I get the mattress and that's her way of telling me she's showing up. So I have to blow up the mattress. And then afterwards I sell it and then she has to buy another one the next time she comes because I don't have an extra bed or a couch or anything because I'm like, oh my God, that's so much money. I want to keep all this money to myself. Oh, I feel you though. I uh, because I'm moving so much. I never decorate, etc. It's the nicest freaking place too. I was living on an air mattress in Jersey for three months before this. So. I know it's comfortable, right. right? Like there's no mold on the floor. I don't see why you need a bed stand. I apparently on TikTok that's what you need to get laid. But like, what <laughs> else? Like it's not worth it, guys. <laughs> Just sleep on the floor. <laughs> Good tips for the world. Oh, and also. A tip for the world. Okay, so I another thing that I did to save money was that I had a storage locker once that was supposed to be provided to a resident free of charge, but you get charged for any lockouts. I lost the key and I convinced the security guard to open it for me once free of charge. And I thought that would be okay because I was just going to put some stuff in and if it gets stolen, but I couldn't have it in my apartment because it was a big thing so yeah so i was counting on the door never being locked ever again but the dude locked it again i think he knew that i lost the key and was dodging the lockout fee i just took the stuff that i wanted to store and i just mailed it to myself but i was too cheap to mail it to myself so i just wrote down the random send address and then my address in the middle and I just put it in the package room so that they would just store it in the package room for free as mail (laughs) so that's what's been happening plus your box scheme you're set this was amazing catching up a little bit yeah totally I'm glad we could do it before tomorrow because apparently I have to work tomorrow oh brutal take care of yourself girl it'll be a time to rest yeah thanks all right see ya good night cheers yeah cheers bye take care and that's a wrap for now jennifer zang everyone see you on the next episode of who let the dogs out a podcast where i chat life with cool people doing awesome things crack on